Pastor Jim. Pretty, yeah, amen, right? Okay, so I am going to start out. Uh, I got a couple things that I want to share with you all. Um, but first of all, I think it's important to say this. I think it's very important to say that um, because I'm not Pastor Jim, I am an imperfect man trying to share God's perfect word. And I really appreciate that for sure. But I'm also looking forward to, I'm sure there's going to be some folks that are going to want to heckle me. So if you guys, if, if you know me and you want to heckle me, can you please refrain from that? No, I, I welcome it. You know, I, I, God's, God's really taught me a lot of lessons through this week. And I got to tell you, you really, if, if you sit back and you really look at what God's doing, it is amazing to see what he is doing. Not only in the world, you know, globally, but also in our community, in our church, in your spouse, in your family, if you can just focus for a little bit on that. So before I get started, I do have a couple things that I want to share with you. Um, I'm going to move around today, and I got this cool little device. It's got a laser on it. Anybody? Mike? Mike? Laser? So the first thing I have for you is a disclaimer, and I think this disclaimer is really important. I'll let you guys read it on your own if you can understand it. Don't, uh, don't pay attention to the errors that you see in the disclaimer. Um, yeah, it's really pretty simple. Basically, yeah, Jim didn't sign off on any specific part of the sermon, but I did talk to him about the sermon before I got started, so um, he's aware of what the lesson is, and I'm sure he's going to critique the the audio on this, just like the rest of my brothers are. I've already heard from him. But I wanted to share with you a little bit about uh, things that I like to do, because I think it's really relevant. Now, this picture, Kim and I were at a thrift store in the valley, and we found this hat, and I actually sent this to Jim and said, this is what I'm going to wear when I preach. And he's, he texts back some interesting things. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I want to do is I want to talk to you about hiking, because I really like hiking. And I thought it was really interesting. When I started out doing some hiking a couple of years ago, uh, for me it was a personal choice, health. I didn't want to be in a gym. I don't like gyms. I'd rather get out in, in God's creation, honestly. And so I started doing some really cool research, and I found out that... Uh, Man, hiking and walking was really a huge part of the way folks traveled. I mean, they didn't have cars, right? A lot of them didn't have things like, well, most people didn't have chariots. Very few people had horses, mules, donkeys, anything like that, camels. Take your pick, right? So how did you get around? You got around using these. And the crazy thing is, is I want to show you just a little bit of what I use when I go out. So... Now, keep in mind, they used basically nothing. They didn't really have uh, modern equipment. They didn't have anything. Oh, hold on. Bear with me. Hey, I hear it. I hear that. They didn't have modern equipment. They didn't have things to help them walk. They didn't have cool visors. And my wife loves this visor because my hair sticks out on the top. They didn't have even, uh, I mean, I'm, I would assume that a staff or a walking stick was very common. And you would think these things would really keep you from getting hurt and injured, and I'll show you why. That's not necessarily true. But, I mean, they didn't, they didn't have modern equipment, right? Yet they traveled thousands of miles. And what did they depend on? Just God's provision. That's what they depended on. They didn't have a bunch of stuff with them. And I, my pack is not huge by, by uh, today's standards, 
It's not necessarily small either, but that, that particular pack, uh, we've seen a little over 200 miles together. So we know each other very well. We're acquainted. And one of the things that I really love when I'm out hiking is getting water. So a simple task like getting water. And when you're getting water, I don't know where this water came from. It might have, might have come from this one right here, or that one, or that one. I don't know. But in getting water, you have to be really careful. The water you get, right, is good water. You can't, you can't just go up there and dip a cup in and you'll end up sick. Right, Doc? You will not have a good day. Mm. Actually, that day will probably be fine. It's the other times it won't be. So another thing that I like to do is I really enjoy looking at the scenery and where, where you're going and what, what's coming up. And sometimes you can't see it, right? So this was my latest hike. This was like day... I don't know, the first picture is probably day three. If you look right there, that is actually um, Humphrey out of Flagstaff, outside of Flagstaff. So I went from Tucson, which is basically south rim of the Grand Canyon, all the way to Flagstaff. And as I was going along, you could see the mountain getting closer and closer and closer until you see right there, that is actually the mountain when you're right, you're real close to the base of it before you actually go around the side of it. So it's kind of cool to see something way off in the distance and then as you... As you continue your journey, you get closer and closer and closer, and you start to see where you're going, right? Um, I don't think my hair picks really need any. Uh, and, and Jane, where are you? Jane? Oh. Oh, doggone it. This is really for Jane more than anyone. But I thought it important to share because... I am that guy that really doesn't care what I look like when I'm out on the trail, or most of the time, to be honest. This, by the way, that is the last day I was on the trail. <laughs> so you can tell from the last day I was on the trail, I was, I was getting pretty tired. It was, it was time for me to stop. And then I did have one little adventure, and this is what I was talking about, is, you know, you kind of think about things like walking sticks, right? And you think they're going to protect you. You think they're going to keep you from stumbling and falling. But what was really interesting is, is they didn't, clearly. Um, I was actually on... Oh, come on. There we go. I was actually on that stretch of road up there in the top left. And there's really not much to trip you up. I'm on the road, right? There's really not a lot to trip you. It's, it's very open. You know, there's a few rocks here and there. And every, every once in a while you don't see the rock. And I happened to not really be paying attention and kind of did one of those, uh, crash. My hand is still healing up, but it's almost done. And my knees, and, and you know, you kind of, you kind of, it, it, it brings it into focus because you're like, I'm in the middle of nowhere, right? And for those of you that don't know, I carry a GPS that always locates me. That's been a recent topic of conversation, right, Mike? Um, but in, in that process, I'm really sitting there going, okay, if something really bad happens, I'm hours from somebody getting to me. Hours. It, it, you're, it's not like you're going to call 911 and somebody's going to be five to ten minutes from your house. And this is really pretty minor. I mean, it, it bled for a while. My hand 
What's really crazy is when you're using a walking stick, your, your, your hand right in your palm, you don't realize how much you use that until you injure it, or a thumb, for instance. And you're like, man, it doesn't, it doesn't heal very quick. Anyway, what was really interesting about this particular day, it was the same day that Cody joined me on the trail, and that's my son Cody down on the bottom picture there. Um, and when I met him at the trailhead, there was a guy who happened to be dropping off some other hikers. And the first thing he did is he, he looks at me, and I look, you know, a little beat up, a little tattered. And he goes, are you okay? And I was like, I am. Thank you. And I'm, I'm sitting on a, on a, they have these uh, hiker boxes, and I'm sitting on a hiker box. And, and just out of the blue, he, he, they pull up. I wasn't expecting it. They pull up, and he's like, hey, are you okay? I was like, man, that's cool. So the section of scripture we're going to talk about today is uh, uh, Luke 10, and I've already got it up here, so if you've got a Bible, you're more than welcome to open it, but I want to, I want to go through it, we're going to kind of talk through it as we go, and I think there's some really cool lessons, in fact, there's more lessons in this, honestly, I, I think what's awesome about God's word is you could take a section of scripture, and if you chew on it and really try to, try to really get into it, I'll bet you there's easily a dozen different lessons you can take out of just this section. And I don't have enough time, nor do you want to hear me talk that long, so I won't go that far. But I've got a couple of really good points. So Luke 10, 25. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And I think that's an important statement, too, because here's a lawyer, right, an attorney. And in that, in that day, they're not truly what the lawyers, we think of lawyers, they're scholars, they're people that really know the Bible, they have studied it, they're the lawgivers, right, Old Testament. And he's thinking about eternal life. And I guess, for me, that was, how much do I think about eternal life? How much do you think about eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And I think it's important that we internalize that, too, is what do you think eternal life is? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But here's where it gets really kind of dicey, right? All of a sudden, he really wants to define who that neighbor is. So he asked Jesus, but desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? So obviously we're, we're a small church. Um, I would venture to say most of us know a lot about everyone in this church. And, and to me, that's a beautiful thing. And I love Porter Mountain Fellowship. I love being connected with our, our church family. I love that. I love being connected with our pastor. I love being connected with every one of you. And I don't think that he's talking about your neighbor being the folks inside of this church, right? So Jesus replied to him, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. By the way, that's about uh, 15 miles, I think. And I, I did that research because, again, I'm kind of, I'm a little hung up on the mileage side of stuff. And as he was traveling, um, he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him 
and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, I was nowhere near half dead. Nowhere near, right? But I think it's interesting. I also, in my hiking, I've had a number of opportunities to try hitchhiking. Anyone ever try hitchhiking? So what's really interesting is, is there's not a lot of people that want to pick me up. Especially when I have my, yeah, especially while I have my hat on, this backpack, I got my goofy, my, my milk jug buddy here. I got, I, it's, how many people want to pick somebody up like that? And let's be honest, I've been on trail for six days. So on trail for six days, there's some things that just don't smell right. There's some things that are just not right in general, right? So they didn't want to pick him up. Or, or I'm sorry, he didn't, uh, he didn't want to stop. He left him. They left him for half dead. Now, here's what's, here's what's really interesting to a priest, right? So someone who you would think would be very interested in helping people, right? So here's what the priest does. Now, by chance, a priest was going down the road, and he saw him and passed on the other side. So where was the priest going? What was so important that he couldn't stop for a minute? Instead, he walked way around him. He didn't stop. He didn't even, hey, somebody check on him. And, and likely, my assumption, likely he wasn't, the priest wasn't traveling by himself, right? But he didn't even send somebody else. He didn't alert anyone else. Instead, he chose to just pass by on the other side. Likewise, also, like, oh, sorry, sorry, my apologies. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed on the other side. So two folks, right? Both you would think would have a vested interest in reaching out, in helping, offering first aid. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him back to the inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave him to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Somebody who didn't even know him. So there's a little history there, too. Most of you probably know this, but I'll... I'll go through it just for the sake of, of uh, clarifying. Samaritans weren't exactly loved by the Jews. They weren't exactly a friendly group to each other. Yet, somebody who has no vested interest in it whatsoever stops and helps. It's also, to me, it's really interesting that he not only stopped and helped, but he paid it forward. Right, Dan? He paid it forward. He paid for him to be there whether he could afford it or not. He didn't ask for anything in return. Didn't, didn't even, in fact, he even goes so far as to say, hey, if this doesn't take care of it, tell me what it is and I'll take care of it. Pretty awesome. So which of the three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? Right? And then our memory verse. And I'll tell you what, if I could get everybody to say the memory verse with me as I go through it, that would be awesome. Luke 10, 37 he said, the one who shows him mercy, and Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. So as I was, as I was preparing for the, the message today, 
everyone knows, I mean, what time of year is it, right? It's fall. There's a certain holiday that comes up in the end of November. Has something to do with pumpkin spice lattes. Pumpkin buying, turkey, right? Well, Thanksgiving, right? And, and it's really, I, I believe it or not, I didn't plan it this way, but I, I think it really does fit into even this, the time of year, the season. How much mercy, how much we reach out to other folks. Because probably everyone's heard this said, it's like, it doesn't matter really what you say, it matters what you do. It matters how you are as a Christian. So, we already talked about the priest going down the road, right? How many people did he pass? And I think it's really interesting that he didn't stop. To me, that's amazing, because I couldn't imagine doing that. And the really beautiful part about this story, I think, as it relates to our church, is we had an event this week. Some of you may know, some of you may not. Um, Mr. Greg Foster, uh, a, a man who I didn't really know that well, but was getting to know. In fact, last Sunday, last Sunday, I was standing right about here, and we were having a conversation. And we were talking about God. We were talking about the service today. We were talking about his walk. We were talking about mine. We were talking about just how cool it is to serve God. And I think that's an amazing testament. I didn't know Greg very well. I really didn't. Um, but on Monday, he was out cutting firewood. And in the process of cutting firewood, a tree didn't go the direction he wanted it to go. And it killed him. Harsh. Sudden. How many of you really think that this week you're here? Where are you going to be next week? So... In closing, I, I thought of something else as I was going through this. And I think this is an interesting point to make. When you read the story of the Good Samaritan, there's a few things that are very unique, I think, about the Samaritan. And these things are really very simple. He's rejected by the Jews. He paid it forward. He wasn't a guy that asked for anything in return. He gave when no one else would give. And I think that's an incredible picture of Christ. Absolutely incredible picture of Christ. I'd never put that together until I started doing some study on this. And I started going, man, that's what Jesus did for us. He brought us where we had nothing. You know what's kind of funny to me too? Is Jesus didn't have a disclaimer. He didn't have a disclaimer for you. He didn't offer a disclaimer. He just said, come. That's all he said. Accept me as your Lord and Savior. Admit that you're a sinner. Confess. ABCs of Christianity, right? I came across this also. Witness to everyone you can, and if absolutely necessary, use words. I love catchphrases like that. There's a lot more I could say. I really, I, 
I love the opportunity to come up here and share God's word with you. I love the opportunity to be able to encourage people, to help people. And I'll tell you what, there are a lot of people around you, doesn't matter where you're sitting, where you're standing, there are a lot of people around you that feel exactly the same way. Without a doubt, we are a blessed, blessed country, church, community. We are so blessed. And I would encourage you, if you've never taken that step, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, I would encourage you to do that. I would encourage you to think about it as, what is eternity? What's your eternity? Because I'll tell you what, Jesus isn't about works. He isn't about you can earn your way there. He isn't about, I gotta be good enough. I was thinking about this as I was going through and I was like, man, how can you relate it today? How can you relate going to church to be making you a Christian? Because there, it's kind of astounding, but there are a lot of folks that go to church and think that makes them a Christian. And that's sad, quite honestly, because that's not what makes you a Christian. So I started thinking about it going, well, McDonald's right now, they have the kiosks where you go in and place your own order. So if you go in and place your own, own order, are you an employee at McDonald's? If you go to Walmart and go through the self-check or Safeway or any other grocery store, are you now an employee of that store? No. It's the same. Just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. So in the, in the coming weeks, I would encourage you to seek out where God's leading you. If he's leading you for a commitment of faith, if he's leading you to help someone who he's putting on your heart, I am not condoning, so everyone knows, I'm not condoning just randomly picking up hitchhikers, okay? That's, that's not smart for some folks. If you're comfortable with it, then do that. If you're comfortable with helping folks out that you see that are in need, uh, Pete, Pete asked for coats and, and blankets and stuff for the veterans, and I, I cannot tell you how much I think that is an awesome thing. I admire the dedication to doing that because every one of us need help occasionally. Every one of us needs someone to reach out and help them up. So with that, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I... I Thank you so much for your word. I thank you for giving me the blessing of being able to share your word today. Lord God, I pray for our pastor as he is uh, out and about, Lord, and I am so grateful that while he is gone, we have folks that step up, that help out looking for a lost brother, that help out with the, the ministries here, with, with supporting each other, Lord. I'm so thankful for that. Lord, I would just like to, uh, Father God, just impress upon each and every person what your will is for their life. Father God, guide them, guide their steps. And Lord God, it is my earnest prayer that no one leaves this place without knowing you in a personal way. In Jesus' name, amen. I know we do, a, we do an invitation, I, I, I want to say, almost every single week. And I don't want to do an invitation today, but here's what I would like to do. 
Um, this is going to be a little bit outside of some, folk, so, some folks' comfort zone. So if you're willing to pray for someone about them being a Christian or accepting Christ, or just if you're willing to pray with them and support them, could you guys raise your hands? Okay. So everybody, leave your, leave your hands up. Got to leave your hands up. Okay, everybody look around the room. Everybody look. Everybody look. Those are folks that you can reach out to if at all you have a question about it. Thanks and have a blessed week. This is Pastor Jim from Porter Mountain Fellowship. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. These are sermons from our 10.30 a.m. service on Sundays. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We're on the corner of Porter Mountain Road and Commerce Drive in beautiful Lakeside, Arizona.